Computer is moving really slow. Okay. Hey, Good morning. Good morning. I'm a long gone. My computer is okay. really uh, slow. Yeah, everything's everything's set up. Your recording is it live yet? No, that's one thing I hadn't set up. Okay. I hope you feel better, Q. Alrighty, I'll see y'all later. All okay. right. Well, I can just I can do the live. We. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Uh, the local news should give me enough time to get this file set up. Each and every one of you that are watching our Facebook live. Uh, it's your boy Kato flying solo today. Uh, is a little under the weather, so we definitely want to keep her lifted up in prayer for a speedy recovery, but we're still going to do our show today. We have this is Emma Agnew, the president of the Pega County chapter of the NAACP. Always a pleasure um, to have such a strong community leader on the program. So she's going to keep us abreast of all that's going on. So we'll be Starting in about 30 seconds. And shout out to my dog, Junior, in the background. <laughs> That's one thing about zooming from home. You can't, can't always get rid of all the background noise. Yeah. She called me, she actually called me just in time because I was. I was actually just getting up and getting ready to get started on my day. Yeah, but totally. here we go. Okay. Yeah, 2.5 FM. Good morning to you on your Monday. It's the first Monday of the month, May 3rd, 2021. This is Community Conversations. 
Here to Wonder is here with you live via Zoom. I'm feeling in for Kabila, who is a little under the weather, so we definitely want to keep her lifted up in prayer for a quick and speed recovery. Of course, as I mentioned, this is the first Wednesday of the month, so you know what that means. It is time for our monthly segment with the Craighead County chapter of the NAACP, and we have joined us today Mrs. Emma Agnew, who is the president of the Craighead County chapter. It's always a pleasure to have Mrs. Agnew on, so we're not going to waste any time. So, Mrs. Agnew, how are you doing today, and what is the latest news? Yeah, I'm doing fabulous, Laganzi, and thank you. I am glad to be here and to... Uh, all our listeners, thank you for tuning in for NAACP Monday. Um, so this, Lagenzi, I thought this morning we would talk a little bit about uh, police reform and criminal justice. There is a lot going on at the federal as well as the state level. And um, a lot of it will affect us at the local level. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, uh, back last year, after George Floyd was shot, there was uh, a lot of concern about policing in America. And so Governor Hutchinson uh, appointed a task force to um, look into policing in Arkansas. And so their report is out. It is has actually been sent to the uh, uh, judiciary, the um, House Judiciary Committee, Senate Judiciary Committee, forget which one. But anyway, there was no movement on it. It was sent last year. There's no movement. There was no movement on it this year. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the recommendations um, that they have made that will affect us. And also the um, House Bill 7120 at the uh, federal level uh, has actually passed the House, but that is the uh, George Floyd uh, Justice and Policing Act of 2020. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. Uh, and also the ACLU um, has put out a paper talking about smart justice, and this is a national platform that they're looking to start and they're asking communities all over the country. So those are the three main items um, that I thought we'd try to cover today. And um, so if if um, you want me to start or if you want to yeah, start. We'll just, go, we'll just go down the list. Looks like you got an action-packed uh, series of topics. Yeah. So, let's, so let's start with the task force because obviously this is an arc so I actually remember Gina Gomez right um, mm -hmm. I was on that committee because she actually had I had some conversations with her on she would she asked for my input of things mm -hmm. that I thought uh, were important for the task force to right. consider so um, what were some of the recommendations that they ultimately they ultimately went into the report yeah so she actually you know asked me to and asked me if I would post it on my social media. And I did and asked people, you know, to respond with things that they thought should be in their recommendation. So I hope some of you took the opportunity uh, to do that because they were looking for input. But um, uh, the uh, recommendations that they made, and I'm only gonna, um, 
read the ones. And I'm looking at a, um, a summary because the report is like 180 pages long. Uh, and I'm looking at a summary of the recommendations. Uh, and I'm only gonna um, read the ones that will affect us because some of these are, um, don't apply to uh, Jonesboro. Uh, but anyway, um, so they're talking about enhanced accountability for excessive force, uh, dishonesty, or deceit. Um, so they, they adding two components to this area. So currently, um, the officers, these are concerns in the, for the report for accountability and officers failure to meet the minimum qualifications for employment or appointments as a law enforcement officer and officers violation of state or federal law and officers violation of the law enforcement agency's rec regulations and an officer's resignation while subject of an internal investigation. So that's what's um, in there now. Uh, so the task force is proposing to add through legislation an officer's use of excessive force and an officer's dishonesty or deceit. And so these are reasons that an officer uh, could be terminated. Um, and then um, they want to strengthen oversight, structure, and organization in new law enforcement agencies. Uh, the legislation would give access to require new law enforcement agencies to have a full-time police chief. Well, that one doesn't apply to us. I said I wasn't going to read it, but anyway. Uh, and then there are some recommendations that uh, governor, the governor could implement without, well, recommendations that the governor could implement without legislation. And some of these are really good. And I think we need to be encouraging him to go ahead and implement uh, some of these. Increase mandatory annual bias training from two hours to four hours, uh, could probably be increased more than that. Uh, develop programs in cooperation with community leaders, faith-based organizations and nonprofits to build trust between communities and law enforcement officers. Maintain and expand awareness of the crisis stabilization units. Incorporate de-escalation and crisis intervention training into minimum training standards. Support a strong bilingual know your rights and what to do when you are pulled over campaign and encourage law enforcement agencies to participate in the National Use of Force Data Collection Program which offers law enforcement agencies and communities a more accurate picture of the trends and the actual number of incidents 
in which excessive or lethal force is used. So that's a summary of the recommendations that the task force um, recommended after doing their research on what was in place now and what's going on around and throughout Arkansas. And uh, so, as I said, some of these that can be done without legislation, I think are really good. And I think at the state level, uh, we need to be encouraging Governor Hutchinson to go ahead and um, put some of these actions into place. So with the current political climate in light of everything that has been going on in the legislature, you know, what, what are your, what do you think the odds are that any of this could uh, potentially pass? Um, I, I think, I think uh, there's a good chance that it could pass. Um, I really do. Uh, these recommendations from the, uh, that have been recommended to the governor to just implement, uh, I think there's a, um, more than good chance that he will implement some of those if we put pressure on it. Um, he's, uh, he's busy and uh, it may or may not be at the top of his priority list. So I think he's gonna have to have a constant reminder on how we uh, go about doing that. I think it is important, you mentioned to apply pressure. Throughout the session, um, several groups, both uh, uh, progressive groups and conservative groups were constantly pressuring the governor to go one way or the other. And of course, you know, um, there were some victories. There were also some defeats as well. Mm -hmm. But just a personal observation, I think anything that revolves police reform is, I think, runs into a lot of potential resistance because you have an attitude, not just among the um, police officers themselves, but, you know, uh, some in the product community uh, that police officers are infallible and are incapable uh, of making mistakes. I mean, the police officers are people too. They're people make mistakes in mm -hmm. our profession. So I think, you know, taking a look at policies and procedures and, and making positive changes, you know, is so important. Uh, you know, for us to move forward. We are speaking with, this is Emma Agnew of the Connecticut County NAA chapter of the NAACP. Let's go to our Facebook shout outs. Shout out to Wynn Henderson and Paul Vell. Angela Artis says, good morning. I miss you too. Paul Vell raises his hand. Derek Cobra says, good morning, K-L-E-K. -E and good morning, Emma. Also shout out to Hannah Stanberry and Brittany Alexandria. So, as the Cricket chapter of the NAACP had a chance to discuss um, these recommendations, and if not, uh, is that forthcoming? Uh, that's forthcoming. We have not had an opportunity to, to discuss them. We actually uh, met with the uh, Arkansas ACLU um, last month, and this is what we'd ask them to speak on. And so, um, they actually sent these to us. And um, so we have not had a chance to discuss them, but we will, uh, we will also um, 
I will, I will also discuss them with our state president and see if he's willing to put this on the agenda. And I'm sure he will, he's very agreeable. Put it on the agenda for a state meeting. Uh, I think efforts, since this is a state document, it should be coordinated at the state level, uh, if at all possible. But uh, I do think there should be a strategy uh, to um, get Governor Hutchinson to implement some of these, especially um, the one about developing programs in cooperation with community leaders, faith-based organizations and nonprofits to build trust between communities and law enforcement officers. Um, we actually met with Chief Elliott, um, was it last week, week before last, not too long ago. And we actually discussed this and of course he's, he's all for it. And um, so even if nothing is done at the state level, we had already planned on um, coming up with some um, strategies and programs to implement this at the local level. And um, also this um, to include de-escalation and crisis intervention and minimum training standards. So uh, I'm not sure uh, what the local minimum standards are, but certainly um, this should be, you know, in, in everybody's training is how to de-escalate and how to intervene in a crisis. Uh, because there are some steps and some trainings um, that can be taken into account. So I think those are two no-brainers that can be done. I really can't imagine why anyone would object um, to those two things, uh, but um, you never know what people will object to until you put it out there. But I do think there's some um, some no-brainers that we can work with the governor on. Um, it will be a struggle to get legislation passed. It wasn't even addressed in this session uh, with all the bills that they uh, introduced and passed. This wasn't one of them, unfortunately. So um, hopefully next session, um, we can encourage somebody to bring this up to the uh, Judiciary House Judiciary Committee. Of course, you mentioned earlier about the ACLU and and you had also mentioned at the beginning of the show that you all are working with them on the Smart Justice Platform. So what is the Smart Justice Platform and how does that tie into uh, uh, what we just discussed? Okay, well, the um, Smart Justice Plan is just uh, basically the AC ACLU uh, conducted a report over several years and uh, found out some information or documented some information, which I'm sure they already knew because, you know, we knew a lot of it <laughs> without the research, but it was documented. And what they have done is put together a blueprint that they feel like uh, communities and activists uh, across the country um, can use. And so one of the things they found was, and this is, um, uh, mind-blowing that between 1985 and 2017, um, the cost for corrections increased by 445% in the state of Arkansas. So 
Arkansas is spending $433 million of its general fund on corrections. And this was in 2017. I imagine it's gone up. Uh, that was five, five years ago, four years ago. So I imagine it's even gone up uh, now. Uh, and another thing they talk about is the um, cash bail system. And I will say that the um, NAACP at the state level that we are working uh, on something with the uh, cash bail system. But a lot of this is just common sense reform, um, holding people pre-trial, uh, you know, on simple misdemeanors. Um, they're in jail and they haven't even been convicted of a crime. Uh, and also taking people's license um, for um, technical things, taking your license or suspending your license, um, you know, for failure to pay a fine or failure to appear or whatever. And then you can't even go to work. Um, so you end up losing your job. So it's like uh, we are criminalizing people for being poor, for not being able to pay fine on top of fine on top of fine. So uh, $80 ticket ends up being $800. Uh, and so you end up being locked up. They issue a warrant for your arrest. You end up being locked up for a parking ticket that, you know, exploded. So that's, um, and, and also um, it says that Arkansas is the, has the fastest growing prison population in the country. And so I do think, you know, there is a lot to be, uh, to be done there. Um, they want to expand mental health and addiction treatment, um, decriminalizing crimes like marijuana possession and laudering. Um, and then as I said, eliminating the cash bail system and significantly reduce the rates of pretrial detention um, in the practice of jailing people or suspending their driver's license for fail to pay court fines and fees. So there are a number of um, recommendations, but that's basically the blueprint. Um, and they are recommending, of course, as I said, that communities across the country um, work on implementing some of these issues, again, some of these issues down there. All right, let's go back to our Facebook comments. We're speaking with Mrs. Emma Agnew of the Perry County Chapter of the NAACP. Derek Coleman says, good morning, Madam President. And Shirley Legrone is watching. Appreciate you for checking in. Of course, if we have a question for Mrs. Agnew, please post them in the comments and we will happily post them as well. We're going to get ready to go into our first break. But when we come back, we will resume the conversation for those on the radio. But the conversation does continue for those on Facebook, so don't go anywhere. This is Community Conversations on Kate L.E.K. on 2.5 FM. All right, so while we're live here on Facebook, um, what, are, um, what are some upcoming events that the chapter is having on local level? You had the most recent Spring, spring Fest, which I believe y'all may have talked about last go around, which was mm -hmm. very successful. Yeah, we did that. Uh, right now, we don't really have anything planned. I think we will, um, you know, we have our executive committee meeting 
tonight. So on the first Monday night, we have our meetings. And then on the first Monday morning, I'm on KLEK. So I haven't gotten anything approved by the executive committee, but I do have um, a couple of events, uh, suggestions, a partnership request or whatever you call them that I'm gonna present to the executive committee. So maybe next month we'll be able to to talk about those. But right now, the only thing that we have uh, approved that we're moving forward on is of course our Freedom Fund Gala. And we're all excited. We're going to um, do that in person again this year, unless if something happens with this virus or the variant, uh, we do plan to be in person. And it will be held at the Glass Factory on um, West Huntington. So we're excited about that, and we're working on that and planning for that. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I know the yeah. first thing, you know, it took me a while to finally get some food because all kinds of technical issues kept coming up. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody told, uh, I didn't realize that somebody was talking about that. Uh, but anyway, so maybe we won't have so many technical issues this time, but. Yeah, but at least you got food. I never yeah, got a plate. Just, it just took a while. <laughs> I never got a plate. They, they totally skipped me, and my I was at the table with my family, and I told them, I said, I can't believe y'all didn't tell them to give me a plate, <laughs> to leave me a plate. How you, how you going to skip the president? I know, right? <laughs> I bought a table and sit them at my table, and they didn't even make sure I got a plate. Wow. But anyway, Yeah. I probably, I probably didn't eat anything anyway. I know it's going to be some good food. Uh, and, I, and I'll make sure to get a plate this time. <laughs> I will too, together. I will make sure I get a plate this time. I'm going to tell somebody at the table where I'm sitting to make sure if I'm not there to get me a plate. Because I'm, I like you running around. That was our first event. And, um, you know, that there were errors and things that didn't go as planned. And um, a lot of them only we knew about and some of them everybody knew about, but uh, we learned a lot. And uh, of course, in the second year, we did it virtually uh, because of the I, I remember I, I was there. Yeah, you running around then too. <laughs> yeah, and I did get food that go around that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we worked it was that night. Listening. Yeah, you were. Yeah, everybody was responsible for getting their own food that night. All right, well, stand by. We're getting ready. To, getting ready to go back on. Okay. And just a couple seconds. And we're back on community conversations on KLK one two point five FM with our guest, Ms. Emma Agnew, president of the Craighead County chapter of the. NAACP. We got a new Facebook shout out. Shout out to Patty Harbison the Ford. Appreciate you for checking in on our Facebook live feed. Now, at the top of the hour, we talked about the Derek um, Chauvin trial, and one of the things that has um, been birthed to that is Bill 7120, I believe it's been uh, proposed in the U.S. House, which is basically the George Floyd U.S. law, which would help to prevent incidents like that. Um, from happening in the future. So um, what, what is currently going on uh, with that? Well, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it has passed the House. Okay. Uh, but it is in the Senate Judiciary Committee. It has not passed the Senate. 
as of yet. Uh, but as you say, this bill was um, introduced last year, you know, after the George Floyd shooting. And I think that um, shooting, as I like to well, say, that was, he was, you know, he, you know, Chauvin had killed him by putting his neck, knee on right, his neck for, right. the, for over nine minutes. Yeah. And, you know, the world saw it. And so I think everybody was enraged. I mean, I've heard several people uh, say, and including myself, as I watched that, you know, tears just rolled down my cheek. It, it just hurt. It was so hurtful uh, for it to happen the way he did. And uh, then, of course, at the trial, they tried to blame it on him, which is generally what happens. You get into victim shaming. Uh, but he was, uh, Chauvin was convicted of murder on all three counts. And um, so he's in jail. And I think we have to realize that not a whole lot has changed until uh, the change comes from the federal, state, and local level. Uh, that very same thing could happen again. That's why this uh, state legislation is so important. Uh, building relationships with the police at the local level is so important. Um, it's a lot harder to um, kill somebody that you know by first name. You know, if you if you know this kid by first name because of meeting him at community events or through the neighborhood or whatever, and you see him um, and you know who he is he's less likely to be hurt. Uh, I do have to so, add, though, on a positive basis, because I believe that uh, Chauvin and George Floyd did know each other, but their previous interactions weren't positive. I think yeah. it may have been like some, I think it may have been like at an entertainment event or something that mm -hmm. they may have crossed paths in. I don't remember the full story, but I mm -hmm. think it's important, not just for the officers to know but no, with positive interaction. Right. Yeah. So again, that you don't go into an encounter um, with negative bias already or like a score right. to settle. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, a few years back, I think um, Reginald Pronte uh, sponsored, um, along with the NAACP, I believe, sponsored a, a basketball game, the police against um, uh, neighborhood youth and that was a fun, fun event. So I think uh, more events, more events like that. Uh, and there was a cookout, and they played ball, and uh, uh, it was it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was you know. But uh, anyway, I, th I think more events like that are good. But anyway, this um, George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Um, addresses a wide range of policies and, and issues regarding police practices and accountability. Um, it includes a measure to increase accountability for law enforcement misconduct, to enhance transparency and data collection, and to eliminate discriminatory policing practices. Um, the bill facilitates federal enforcement and constitutional 
violations such as excessive use of force by state and local law enforcement, among other things. It also lowers the criminal intent standard from willful to knowing or reckless uh, to convict a law enforcement officer for misconduct in a federal prosecution. It limits qualified immunity as a defense to liability in a private civil action against a law enforcement officer. It authorizes the Department of Justice, um, and I think this is important to uh, issue subpoenas and investigations of police departments for a pattern of practice of discrimination. And uh, as we know, this is what happened with the um, Minneapolis police um, that um, the Department of Justice did issue uh, a subpoena and decided that it was warranted for them to investigate the whole department. And so that's what's going on with them now. So, uh, and then it also creates a national registry um, uh, where police misconduct can be compiled. Right now, there is no registry. So bad police officers can go from state to state, city to city or whatever, and um, continue to be police officers. So this would this bill would increase uh, provide a national database so that police departments can uh, make sure that they are hiring good police officers. So uh, there would be a framework to prohibit racial profiling at the federal, state, and local level, uh, and a new law enforcement officer and agency, it will establish new requirements, including reporting data on use of force incidents and obtain training on implicit bias and racial profiling. Uh, so that's kind of uh, a broad overview of what this bill would do. Um, there is a lot in there and as I say, a lot of that, of course, is for the federal and state and local government. So um, a lot of this would trickle down to Jonesboro, um, to, region, to the region. So um, we'll see what happens with that. And once again, it's really in our interest to let our uh, elected officials know how we feel um, to um, email, text, write, call, or whatever to let them know, you know, how we feel about the, uh, the, um, the Justice and Policing Act. And I think that's very important, that last part you mentioned that about contacting, emailing elected officials, not just on it, this issue, but on any issue as well. So, is the local chapter of the NAACP working on an effort to help coordinate and educate people on how they can contact their representatives to get them more active and engaged in the political process? We, we um, have only done that so far on specific issues. Um, you know, for instance, when the uh, Stand Your Ground bill was there, um, 
we told people who they needed to contact and how they needed to contact them. But of course, we've been in a um, pandemic and a quarantine mode for uh, a year now. So there hadn't been much public stuff generated. And um, a lot of people just don't Zoom. But um, we are going to gear up and do some educational sessions. Um, and we talked with Chief Elliott about that also. The police are willing to partner with us um, on some of these some of these things. We will request them to partner with us, but we will also um, hold meetings to educate people on how you know you go about getting in touch with your legislatures and you know staying in touch with them and you know, how you determine and find out what's going on, what legislation is being worked on and that kind of thing. So, yeah, so all of that will be coming, hopefully by fall, we'll feel, we'll get, feel comfortable. Most folks will have been vaccinated. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't been vaccinated, get your vaccination. If you, yeah, yeah. Ab absolutely. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, since we're talking about vaccination, is the Craighead County chapter of the NAACP partnering with any of the local medical uh, providers to host a vaccination clinic? Uh, we have been asked to partner, uh, you know, and as I say, the executive committee hadn't approved it yet, <laughs> but we have been asked to partner uh, with a um, um, local pharmacy to do the uh, vaccine. So I don't anticipate anybody uh, disagreeing with doing that. So, you know, we hopefully we'll have something coming up soon where we partner to uh, provide vaccinations. So, um, yeah, we want everybody to be vaccinated so we can feel comfortable and confident in getting back together again. So I, for one, am ready to do that. Absolutely. Just having that peace of mind. I mean, you still have to be cautious, you know, because mm -hmm. um, you can still get COVID, but just having being vaccinated and knowing that, you know, that anxiety of getting really, really sick or potentially mm -hmm. dying, having that taken right. off the table is just such a sigh of relief. So, yes, people, get that vaccine. Yeah. Yes, you make it move from it, but if you get it, it'll it'll just be like if you got a cold or the flu. You won't have to worry about getting extremely sick or dying from it. So go get that. You can pretty much go anywhere now. It's wide open, sixteen and older. Just mm -hmm. go you'll go to your favorite medical facility, favorite hospital, your doctor. You know everybody's got it now. So mm -hmm. go get that. Yeah. And of course, we can't yeah. we can't talk we can't not have our interview and not talk about voter registration and education because it is mm -hmm. the most important because none of this other stuff really matters if we don't get out and vote. Yes, yes, we must, we must, we must, we must, we must register to vote. There, and I will say this, there is no shame in not being registered to vote. The shame comes when you don't, you know you're not registered and you just refuse to get registered. Um, so don't feel ashamed about registering to vote or walking up to a table and saying, I'd like to register to vote. 
we welcome that. We love you. We appreciate that. Uh, if you have any questions about how to do that, uh, there are generally voter registration forums going on. Um, I know Derek Coleman is listening. He has been um, hosting not only voter registration forums, but he'll even feed you. I mean, a full meal. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, special shout out to Derek. Derek has really worked hard in the yeah. community. He is definitely one of those who puts his money where his mouth is. He doesn't just right. talk to talk. Yeah. He walks to work. He's always asking yeah. me for advice, and I'm happy to give it to him. Right? Yeah, but that's what so. we need. We, we need more people like that. You know, yeah, go, out to, go out to your neighborhood. Talk to your mm -hmm. neighbors. Yeah. You know, yeah, encourage folk to, to vote. So, you know, you can go to the, um, the uh, courthouse, the county courthouse downtown and register. Or you can participate in some of these events that are going on, and I'm sure they will be increasing as the year goes on. Uh, but please, please, please register to vote because if we don't um, have a say in who our elected officials are, none of these bills and laws mean anything. Um, if we don't step up and make our wishes known and vote for people who support these things, who think like we do, um, support these issues uh, for criminal justice and police reform. Um, and, and also, we do have voter registration forms at KLEK. We keep them in stock. So, you know, if you want to, you can always call us at the station, 870-277-1080, or just message us on any of our social media platforms, mm -hmm. and we'll be happy to um, get you fixed up that way. Yeah, and you can always, of course, contact me uh, if you want to register to, to vote. So, um, but anyway, um, we need, the NAACP needs you. Um, you know, we want you to join the NAACP. It's only $30 a year. Uh, it's been that for, I don't know how long, but um, we need you to register. We need to be able to show a strong front um, numbers matter. Um, if we're going to get things done, we need boots on the ground. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing training on um, how to be civically engaged. We're actually going to do training on civic engagement. Uh, as soon as the national office gives us permission to gather again, our national office still has not given permission for the branches for the NAACP branches to um, meet in person. So until that happens, uh, you know, we'll be zooming. But as soon as that's done, we're going to uh, have some great opportunities for you to join in and participate and learn, you know, how to uh, help strategically um, advocate or fight for bills, legislation, uh, even individuals. Um, so all of that is important and your vote, uh, it begins with you voting, uh, you know, having a say. Absolutely. And also what are some upcoming events uh, that the chapter will host? I know you said that after you get permission um, for in-person events, but once that is allowed. What, what are some things that can be expected coming down the road? 
Well, I'm hoping to, uh, we're hoping to be able to uh, do a, uh, an actual presentation on this um, Justice and Policing Act. Uh, we want to do that. And uh, also uh, the Crown Act, which deals with um, our hair. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so there is an act also uh, proposed that you can't fire me because you don't like the way my hair is. Uh, you can't discriminate against me because you don't like my dreadlocks. You don't like my natural. Uh, you don't like my uh, weave or whatever. You know, so um, the Crown Act is saying that hair is not a cause for discrimination of, of any kind. So um, we're looking at doing a couple of presentations on those in the um, near future. So I think yeah. the fact that a law like that is even necessary is a sad commentary um, that we actually have to codify, leave our hair alone. I, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, there are kids being sent home from school uh, because they, the way they wear their hair, you know, young men who wear dreads or braids or whatever, and young women who wear braids or dreads or whatever, um, are actually being sent home from school, not allowed to play sports because of the way they wear their hair. And so that's just wrong. So we want to um, do something on that so people will know what their rights are. Um, so those are a couple of things I hope uh, will be coming up in the very near future. We'll actually probably be doing those by Zoom uh, because, as I say, I'm hoping that those will come up in the next month or two. So, yeah. Right, we're getting ready to go into our next break, and we're still taking your questions and your comments on our Facebook live feed. We're speaking with Miss Emma Agnew of the Craighead County Chapter of the NAACP. We're going to get ready to take a our last break on the radio, but the conversation still continues on Facebook Live. You're listening to Kate, Ellie Kate, on 2.5 FM. So how is the A-State chapter doing? I haven't heard much from them lately, but you know, I stay busy, so. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I, um, I don't, I, I hear that they have a new president, uh, because you know, Dominique graduated. So I understand they have a new president who I haven't talked with. Um, Dr. Williams, Money Williams, works as their advisor. So he's trying to, um, you know, get that back in back in shape, back in order, uh, so that they can represent as a university chapter. Well, absolutely, it's important to have, um, you know, the students engaged. And really to have everyone engaged because yeah. um like you said and I've said this too, you know, if you don't like the laws that were recently passed in the legislature, then registering the voting voting is how you do something about it. Several mm -hmm. of those representatives and senators that voted um for the various bills ran unopposed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know. That, that's just something to think about. And of course, next year, uh, since this is a redistricting year, the entire 
state house and state senate is going to be up for re-election. And of mm -hmm. course, we at KLK, we will have all of those candidates. Mm -hmm. We'll invite all of the candidates. Can't promise that they'll all come on, but mm -hmm. most most of the time they do. Um, so you know, you will have your opportunity to um, talk to these candidates, ask them questions, airing your concerns. So we, mm -hmm. you know, that's another way in which you need to stay involved in the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and that's why another reason why you have to watch legislation, because these candidates are politicians. They will smooth talk you. They will smile in your face. They will shake your hand and hug your neck, and you will think, "Oh, he's such a nice guy." But what you need to do is look at his voting record. What kind of legislation does he support? What kind of bills? Um, has he supported passing and voted for or voted against. That's how you tell who he, who he or she really is by looking at that. So don't be fooled by uh, appearance and, you know, the uh, politician talking to you trying to win your vote. Absolutely. And, uh, I'll just leave that at that. <laughs> but again, of course, you know, because Kayla K, we don't endorse supporting opposing the candidates. Right. But I mean, what you're saying is important, you know, because the record is going to tell the story. So examine right. the record to determine if their voting record aligns with your values. And with that, we're going to get ready to go back on the radio in just a couple mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. And we're back on Community Conversations on KLK 102.5 FM with our final segment. We're visiting Emma Agnew, the president of the Cricket Chapter of the NAACP. And it is always a pleasure to have her. Also, in this last segment, is there anything that we did not cover or that you want to touch back up on? Um, well, there's, you know, there are, I just like to follow up on how important uh, these issues are, um, whether it's popular or not. And, you know, it's time for police reform. And so a lot of you know that, you know, policing was started, um, this system was based on racial discrimination when it was started. It was started to keep the slaves in check. You know, it was started to catch runaway slaves, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so it is built on that. And so it is important that it see reform. It needs to be um, reformed. And so it is so important that you advocate for that uh, when there's an opportunity. Um, hopefully we're gonna be giving you opportunity in person, but if we don't get released to do that uh, in person, we will be doing it via Zoom to help mobilize for um, police reform um, at the uh, federal, state, and national level. The federal level is doing a great job of um, advocating for police reform. So we join them at the federal level as a local branch and the state level, we join them at the state level um, as a local branch. And 
at the local level, we will be doing what we can, addressing whatever we can. Uh, we're going to start having open dialogue with Chief Elliott uh, on some suggestions and things that can be done at the local level to improve. Um, we don't have, uh, by being a smaller city, um, we don't see a lot. And, and I'm saying this because I don't hear reports of it. So uh, one thing I always say, if you have reports of being mistreated by the police, uh, that you feel you've been mistreated, then you need to let us know. Uh, even if it's just a feeling that nothing can be done about it at this point, we need to start keeping um, a record and a file on police incidents. But um, we're going to uh, continue to try to build relationships so that uh, something that happened with uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and numerous others does not happen in Jonesboro. Uh, so we need you to help do that. Uh, so we're gonna ask you to join us as we fight for police reform and criminal justice reform um, to get some relief for communities. Um, this is for everybody. Police are supposed to serve and protect everybody, uh, not just a few. So. Please join us and help us um, initiate reform. And like I always said, change starts with you. It begins with you. Be the change in which you seek. And of course, <clears throat> can't stress this enough again, be a part of decision-making process. Vote, register to vote, because mm -hmm. somebody is going to get in that office. Somebody's going to sit in that seat. Some man, some woman is mm -hmm. going to sit in that seat. Mm -hmm. So why not have a say in who that person is? All right, Ms. Agnew, let them know how they can join and become members of the Cricket County chapter of the NAACP. Um, well, there is a, um, there is just a form that you fill out and um, send us $30. We have a cash app uh, or you can send a check to our P.O. Box. It's our P.O. Box 922, Jonesboro, 72403. I will be more than happy to um, email or mail you the uh, form that you need to complete. It's just basically as for name, address, telephone number, and email is basically the information we need. And that's, right. and that's all. I mean, you know, we don't screen you or require, there are no special requirements to, to be a member. We just need your, we just need your help. And I don't know, do you all still have, um, Membership forms, McGinsey. I know we dropped some there at one time. I don't think we have the membership okay. forms. I know we got the voter registration. Yeah. Form. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, just um, uh, we can get you email. Um, I I can even drop it back to you if I need to. I, I've had my vaccination, so, <laughs> so right. I can and drop it back with my mask on. Yeah. But uh, so that it's a simple process and. Um, we do, we do need you, we do need um, you to join in this work. Absolutely. And of course, we encourage you to get involved. And there's, you know, I'm a member and there's certainly a diverse group of people in the group. Good, lively bunch. You can make yourself 
a new friend as well. With Ms. Abel, as always, we are just so thankful to have you on. And thank you for all of the good work that you continue to do in the community. I remember you were one of the first people that I met on this KLEK journey. You was the one name that always came up in our um, discussions. And you were working for the city then, but you know, you haven't let retirement slow you down one bit. So we just thank God for yeah, you absolutely. and for, yeah. for the work that you do in the community. All right, we're going to get up out of here. This is Community Conversation. Continue to lift Kabila up in prayer for a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a great and blessed day. This is the Kate L.E.K. on 2.5 FM. All right. Thank you, Leganza. All right. Have a good day, Ms. Agnew. All right. You do the same here. Yes. All right. Bye.